You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Code of Conduct podcast with the King. I am your host, Jay Spence the King. And I'm going to reset it. I'm going to go ahead and reset it. I am back for the first time on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. And I have, I have a lot. I have a lot to talk about today. I have a special guest, a good friend of mine, Mr. John Banks, will be joining me today to talk about last night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. (sighs) Not much to be happy about, but we're going to talk about it. It was it was a good football. It was a football game that our Buffalo Bills played in. So we're going to talk about it. But before we do that, like I said, I'm very excited because I am now a member of Buffalo Rumblings. Um, I would like to take this opportunity. I know I did it last week with Joe Miller when we did the Hump Day Hotline live in Buffalo. I do want to take this opportunity one more time just to thank the guys over at Buffalo Fanatics. Those guys have been awesome to me. Those guys have taught me so much in the short amount of time uh, that I was there. I started podcasting in, in May, and and those guys really helped to develop me into, I guess, whatever I think I might be now. You know, I, I've upgraded so much equipment, and I've done all those other things at you know, at the instruction or at, at, at their suggestions. So like I said, there, there's some good guys over there, a ton of good guys, great content. Um, please continue to support those guys. I'm going to continue to support those guys. The hump day hotline is still going down. Me and Joe got that going, but in the meantime, Buffalo rumblings, what's up? I I just want to thank everybody over here as well. The leadership here, um, I, I also want to spend a, send a special shout out to Bruce. Bruce was very, very instrumental in, you know, helping me set everything up, help me get everything going. Um, he's a very, very good guy. If you don't follow Bruce or listen to Bruce, I don't know why, especially if you're a Bills fan, go check Bruce Nolan out. Probably the best, in my opinion, the best to second best podcast that covers Buffalo Bills content and if i was gonna say it was second it would only be to my guy joe miller the voice so i got a good good group of friends and good team around me um like i said the guys everybody everybody at at rumblings man i'm excited to be a part of this we're about to do something special about to do something real big so with that being said now i can be angry what in the hell is going on with the buffalo bills what what happened to my top three top two defense 
I don't I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else. And, and to be honest, I really can't even speak for the team because I'm not part of the team. And I don't I don't know exactly what the game plan was going into the game. I don't know exactly what they thought was going to happen. But the, the first thing that I have an issue with, and, you know, I've been saying this now for weeks. I'm very concerned about the rush defense of the Buffalo Bills. And not just because last night we had a rookie set career highs because he's a rookie. So you pretty much can expect to do that every week like the first game of his career he set a career high so i'm not worried about that but the thing is the number that he ran for it's utterly ridiculous utterly ridiculous in the defense i don't care what we say we have the same roster with the exception of losing lorenzo alexander trading trading away a couple of guys or letting a couple guys walk through free agency and jordan phillips and shaq lawson but then we added we made the addition of josh norman who was supposed to benefit our our secondary with our cornerbacks you know we added AJ Klein who is a step below Zoe but he still was supposed to be you know serviceable he's supposed to be good this guy is getting beat every (sighs) and I love Matt Milano just as much as the next guy I need him healthy I need him healthy so I get I get I get everybody wanting to extend him I would love to extend him and have him play every game of his contract. But I need him healthy. Because this whole thing of putting AJ Klein out there when Milano's not around, it's it's this is not gonna work for me. This is not gonna work for me, and hopefully it doesn't work for the rest of the fan base. Oh, I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll just wait. I have John, like I said, my man John Banks joining me. We're gonna talk a lot about the game last night. But man. I'm so I can't even say that I'm disappointed because to set it off, I do have to start off by acknowledging and recognizing that we played against the defending Super Bowl champions. So I get that. We were playing against we were playing against the best team from last year. And possibly and probably a number two or three team from this year, depending on who you think is the team is going to win the Super Bowl. In my opinion, I think this is Seattle's year again. But I could I could easily see it being Seattle and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I call the Buffalo Bills and Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl. If we keep playing defense the way we're playing, I don't see it. I made that pick because I thought our defense was going to look similar to last year's defense. The way our defense looks right now, I don't think we we don't make it out the first round of the playoffs. And yes, I'm being very critical of the defense, but I'm critical of the offense as well. As much as we've praised Josh Allen over the first four weeks of the season. And really even week five against the Titans, Josh showed me some things that I was very impressed with. He's such a leader. He's such a leader and I love everything about it. He stood up for his guys and he showed his guys like, look, even when we're not winning, I'm still here for you. We're going to fight to the last play of the game. I love Josh for that. But man, is he, is what was it? The first play, I mean, the first half of the game, I'm thinking it's the second quarter. He's scrambling on what was a designed, it was, it was a designed RPO. So instead of handing the ball off to Moss, he decides to take the ball. And then when he has nowhere else to go, he looks like he wants to sit back and throw the football before he gets tackled. 
but there were no routes ran. Like nobody ran a route because everybody was blocking for whichever, whether Josh took it or Moss. Come on, man. I'm all for the Josh Allen on the MVP. I'm all for the MVP train. I'm all on it. But man, I'm also tired of having many strokes every time I watch the game. My heart jumps out of my throat. I love Josh Allen. But come on, man. And then the and then the running game. What are we when are we going to first? So when you talk about Devin Singletary, when are we going to do the things that were successful for Devin Singletary? If you look at him in college and you look at him his rookie year with the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary was a good and he's still a good running back. Some players aren't all around backs. You're not going to get Christian McCaffrey on every team where you can put him at any place on the field and and it doesn't matter. He's just going to do whatever he does. You're not going to get what we got out of Shady McCoy the first couple of years he was here. You have to put certain guys in the best position for them to play well. And now the way that we're using Devin Singletary is not putting him in the best position to succeed. And that bothers me tremendously. Tremendously. But that's enough of my my negativity for the day. Like I said, I got my man John joining me i'm excited about it he and i have been talking for quite some time about doing this so hope you guys enjoy it i hope you guys you know give me some feedback leave me some comments let me know what you think i am going to be starting this sunday we were supposed to start over uh the game last night or after the game last night but timing just didn't work for us but for sure starting sunday after the jets game i got my man mookie the beat reporter for wfo joining us for the buffalo bills he'll be joining me um going forward now after the bills games not directly pretty much so if the bills play at one we're we're pretty much going to look between probably between the second game and the third game on sundays just to you know get a space where everybody isn't necessarily glued to a tv to watch the game but we're going to be talking about on that show is going to be called the chop up it'll be be weekly and we're going to be talking about we're just going to chop it up basically going to talk about what the players talk about in their interviews after the game we're going to react to the game good and bad we're, we're gonna just be real be very transparent and do things the way we do it so check us out sunday for the chop up and then like i said check this interview out let me know how you how you feel about it this is a jay spence exclusive all right ladies and gentlemen y'all already know the drill y'all know how it is it's the second half of the show so i got somebody on here that i've been i've been, been talking about doing this for for some time now so we finally got a chance to talk after the game and we both were livid we both had some feelings and some things we wanted to say so i got my man john banks joining me you can find him on twitter at john or i'm sorry you can find him on twitter at banks face 21 what's going on with your big dog not much man just uh just trying to soak it in Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for for every dog who doesn't follow uh my man john he he's actually currently he's from seattle so or he's from buffalo but he's in seattle and he actually got a chance to watch the game last night at the bills backers bar in seattle so um tell, tell me a little bit about the scene out there man what was it looking like in seattle at a bills backers bar i mean it was it was cool especially considering 
it's Monday and two o'clock in the afternoon. It was relatively busy for a two o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. Like I'll give them that. Like a lot of a lot of people took off work. It looks like so. Um, shout out, shout outs to Bills Mafia, Seattle. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. I have to actually make it to um, not just Seattle in general, but I got to make it to um, just a Bills backers bar soon. Uh, I've been invited out to El Paso. I've been out invited out to actually the bar in, in Phoenix that I know you and I talked about when when you make a, a transition, you might be coming out to Arizona at some point. So if so, we got to kick it there. Uh, and, and I've been invited out to Texas, like uh, Dallas, backers bar and a few other ones. So I just got to make some things, man. But uh, with that being said, so you're at the Bills Backers Bar in, in Seattle. It was four and one Bills going up against the four and one Kansas City Chief, the defending Super Bowl champions. Going into this game, I, I was feeling myself. I'm not even gonna lie. I was. I know. I know we lost the game. You know, last what was it Tuesday? But I still was going into this game thinking, like, you know what? Last week the Bills didn't want to play against the Titans. You know, they didn't want to be bothered with COVID. They didn't want. It, just in general, they the whole situation was handled badly, so the Bills just wasn't there. So I kind of chalked that one up to to just the circumstances. This week, I felt like you know what, it's Buffalo. We're you know we're home. There's no way in the world Josh isn't going to show up. There's no way in the world the defense isn't going to start to play. And then we come out and the rookie, <laughs> the rookie oh. runs. All over. I us, hate man. that you just mentioned he was a rookie because that's the whole time you've been talking about this. All I was thinking was like, I expected us to lose because I have felt like our run defense has been bad for five, six years. Like, I really have. Like, our run defense has been bad for a really long time. It's only been good in situational run plays. And even then, it was only, you know, mediocre. So, um, I expected us to lose to a running. Derrick Henry, I didn't expect us to lose to this much, 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 much smaller rookie. Uh, and he carved, he carved us up, bro. Like it was bad. It was super bad. Like, and because at first, it's not, it's not only embarrassing. Really, I, I guess it shouldn't be embarrassing that he's a rookie because he is a professional at this point. But I, I think the thing that's embarrassing is that you, you, I won't say we shut down Derrick Henry, but we contained him. And we also contained Josh Jacobs, two running backs that I, I was nervous about for the beginning of the season. Now, you know, you you kind of contain these guys, and then you let a rookie with no track record of doing this against other teams. He played well week one, he, and he's playing well all season, but not like this. He had career highs tonight. Oh, he um, he did, and he's he's a really, I mean, he's a like you said, it's like you said, he's a professional running back in the NFL, like. That's that's to be said, right? He's he's gonna be great, but he's not he's not Derrick Henry, who's bigger than you know Jermaine Edmonds, who's our biggest player on defense, right? Like <laughs> it's it was um it was disappointing because, and I think what was the most disappointing was that like the only defensive player we were missing was Matt Milano, and Matt Milano is is a coverage guy, not a tackle guy. Like mm -hmm. you know, so we were missing coverage. Which, whatever, and even even the containing Travis, you know, uh, uh, Derrick Henry, how he had two touchdowns. Yes, he did. We so did, really, that's not even contained. We then we contained him. Oh, overall, he didn't have a fantasy stat line, but he he scored when he needed to. Like he did what he had to do. So 
I don't even – I really don't feel like we contained Derrick Henry. I think the Titans took full advantage of our weak, our weak run defense and used the play action to their advantage. I was very, very willing to chalk up the loss last week to – to having our third and fourth cornerback starting. Um, that was not the case today. And uh, we we got punched in the mouth in a way that I don't think is fixable without signing somebody or trading for somebody. And I've never said that before. Right. What do you, what do you think as far as the rush? Because obviously that's going to be the discussion from now until the next game and probably after that game. What, just at first glance, before we really dive into it, because I know we're going to talk about a couple of things now, but before we dive into it, what do you think would be the fix for the, the rush defense? Like who or, or, you know, is it a, is it a scheme I, I think, change? Is it a player? I don't, I don't know that it was a scheme change because in watching, like I felt like, I felt like players were in a position to make a play that they didn't make. Um, so I don't know that I could say scheme right away. And I, I saw on Twitter which was really kind of frustrating. I saw on Twitter a lot of people attacking Leslie Frazier. And we haven't had a run defense outside of Star in the last two years easy. And I feel like people were very, very willing to attack him without recognizing the deficiency that we've always had that he's been able to cover up for. We don't have – our defense has been the continuity of the team. Like last year we had nine offensive starters that were new. It was uh, Josh Allen and, and Dawkins were the only two returning starters on the offense. So I expected some bumps and bruises on the offense. And I didn't expect them to be as good as they are this year, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm 100% honest with you. But on defense, we had that continuity. So to say that the defense is bad now and it wasn't bad last year is a, is a gross misconception. I feel like we've been bad on, on run defense for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I don't feel like it's a new issue. I, I think that the difference is, so this year, every year, we always say it, well, Bimba don't break. I don't care how many guards you give up between the 20s, as long as you don't let them score once they get inside the 20s, you know. So I, I understand the Bimba don't break mentality. But the thing is, I, I feel like we, we've been quite a bit for the last however many years. And although we, we round out in like the top four, top two, you know, as far as defense is concerned, mostly, it seems as if the reason why we're not number one is because of that rush defense. So the, the thing is, for me, I look at the rush defense, but then the other issue that I really seem to have is, surprisingly, I'm actually going to say we have some coverage issues too. And I know that it was Kansas City. I don't want to overreact like they aren't the most talented offensive team in the league. I, I get that they are. Recurring Super Bowl champion. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not – I don't want to – I don't want to uh, just jump down on my guys as if they aren't playing – probably the best team in the league. But what I'm saying is when you have expectations to to make or win the Super Bowl, you, you can't you you can't show up or not show up the way we didn't show up. That that's just not acceptable. What do you I think mean, about the, you know the performance of the the secondary as well? I would I would say that um, it's it's really easy to say that it was the Chiefs that we played and it was. It was the Chiefs that we played, but it's also been a Chiefs team that has not been as good this year as they've been in the in the last couple of years. Like they have not been nearly as good. And we also got carved up by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if this was a one-off situation, that would be one thing. But Ryan Fitzpatrick toasted us with Mike Gasecki in the middle. And I felt like our pass coverage was a problem then. And I I, I think that 
I think that our defense is young enough to rest on their laurels. Like my grandma used to tell me, don't rest on your laurels. Don't don't feel good about something that you've done in the past when you haven't done it now, right? Like that, what have you done mm-hmm. for me lately? They were really good because they played very, very good situational defense last year. I feel like they haven't been in that same position. So they've been kind of shown as an, you know, as a, as a mediocre defense, especially if you get them in a position where they don't know what's coming. Yeah, no, you got a point there. So what you're saying that though, I guess the part that bothers me about it is it almost, it, it almost does feel like, especially coming into this season, the team, the team is basic. We tried to hype ourselves based off of past performance. So at this point we need to to fix the performance or we're not, we're talking about winning the division. Listen, Miami's only a game behind us right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that three and three. They're three and three. Now we're four and two. So at this point, and, and to be honest, it's still early. So as much as people want to make fun of Cam for not playing well Sunday, the guy came off from COVIDless. He had he had COVID nineteen ten days ago, and he came in and he right. played a, a, a not a great game. But guess what? In the fourth quarter, they were in the position to possibly still win the game. You just can't ask quick, more from it. Just real quick, um, didn't Cam come off the COVID list because he because he was asymptomatic, not because he tested negative? I felt like I read that he was just asymptomatic. Like they have this rule in the NFL where you can either test negative a certain amount of times or be asymptomatic for a certain amount of days. And he got off the list because he was asymptomatic for 10 days, which means he didn't practice at all. Like he didn't have right. any, any pre, you know, he didn't know that he was going to even be able to practice. So that's, that's, that's coaching though. I feel like, I feel like our discipline has been a problem. Like Sean McDermott likes blue collar, blue chip players. But to play blue collar, blue chip, you got to hate people for not thinking you're as good as you are. And we had that drive. I think the drive that cost us the most was two 15-yard penalties on the same drive between Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer, who are two, two of our two of our three leaders on defense, two of our three or four leaders on defense. We had 30 yards and penalties on that drive from those two players because of lack of discipline we that's why i'm so i'm not i'm not gonna put it on leslie frazier's because there was there was just no discipline like they didn't like they're not challenging better than they are well i challenge you there though because if you say you're not gonna put it on frazier to me the team is a reflection of their leadership and if frazier is the leader of that defensive room he's the defensive coordinator if if he doesn't have those guys disciplined and if Sean McDermott doesn't have those guys disciplined, it's a hundred percent on them. It's same like with Adam Gase. Now this year, the Jets just don't have the roster that they had. But I remember last season with the season starting and you had, you know, once they signed Le'Veon Bell or Le'Veon and then they had, um, now why can I think what's the, what's the linebacker that they signed over from, oh, uh, CJ from the, they had CJ Mosley there and they had, you know, they had at the time, they still had Adams and secondary. They had a roster that was like, man, Adam Gase didn't get those guys prepared. And the reason why that team isn't good this season, it's even worse. So what I'm saying is, look, we can have all the talent in the world on the defensive end. I, I still look at our roster and on paper, I'm like, we should be a top three defense. But if it's not for, you know, if our coaching doesn't put those guys in the right position or if they don't have their mindset in the right place, 
man, I, I don't know, man. I, I'd put it on the, I put it on the coaches. Absolutely. Cause it, it reminds me of the team that, and we're not this bad yet. So again, I'm, I'm starting to sound like my man, Joe Miller on the overreaction podcast, but what I'm saying is we're, we're getting almost to the point where when you're looking at those type of plays, it reminds me of the Rex Ryan led Buffalo bills where there's just was no discipline. That's coaching. Absolutely. What I, I want to ask you a question. Do you think the Rex Ryan team as a roster on its own was a better team than this team is right now? Cause I feel no. like Rex Ryan was the problem then not so like I feel like if John McDermott had this had Rex Ryan's roster, we would have been a better team. No, I disagree. Okay. Um, That's fair. I was just asking. You know? No, no, it's a good point. I'm, I'm actually thinking about it. Because uh, well, here's the thing. So when you look at the weapons that we have on offense now, I think they're better. When you look at the the defensive roster, I think it's better and even special. So, so so let's look at the let's look at the the wide receivers. Then we had Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Marquise Goodwin. You know, and then you had Ch- Charles Clay, Nick O'Leary, Logan Thomas, who now Logan Thomas is actually balling out in Washington. I don't know if you've paid attention to what he's I doing have. at all. I have. He's balling, man. Robert Woods, I think, is an upgrade as a slot receiver. I think is an upgrade to Cole Beasley. Look at what he's doing in L.A. I think Robert Woods is an upgrade to Cole Beasley. Nothing against Cole, because I love Cole Beasley, and I love the camaraderie that he has with Josh. Hmm. I also, Sammy Watkins was the route runner that, that Stefan Diggs is. You know, he was hmm. just injury-prone. He was injury-prone. Oh, man. I, got, yeah. I can't go with you on this. I can't, I can't do not, it. No, I, I think Stefan Diggs is the best route runner since Chad Johnson. I honestly feel that. I've been – his footwork is – as a, as a, I, I love his footwork. I watch his footwork. Um, he, Sammy Watkins isn't close, but Tyrod Taylor was significantly more accurate. But does it matter he's more accurate and he's not pushing the ball down the field? Like, I can be accurate if I'm just going to three yards, but I need somebody who's going to get first downs. The thing that I love Josh Allen is that those, those third down conversions, you're saying, ooh, but think about it. Look at the third down conversion percentage or third down conversion rating for this year. Are we the best year. in the league right now? So, again, Tyrod that way. When, right, when we right. were third and 12, Josh Allen throws 13, at least 13 yards. When I, we were I, third I, and 12 I, with Tyrod, he was throwing it four yards. He might be – he might he might end the game 22 for 25, but, <laughs> but he also has 112 yards. yards. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I would rather have Josh Allen throw for – I you know, eighteen of thirty-three or two and ninety. You know, I'd rather that. Right, and I and I agree with you. I think that, and this is a whole different conversation. But I also feel like if you think about it, there wasn't a single season when Tyrod Taylor went in as the unquestioned starter, and when he was throwing down the field to Percy Harvin, he was throwing down. He was throwing Dilford dimes, like he was dropping bombs. And he is even Keenan Allen said he's the most accurate deep ball passer he's seen. He is very, very good, but he never had the commitment from the front office or the off the, or the coaching staff to say, hey, you're the guy. So I feel like he just tried harder to protect the ball than he did to win the game. And I, I'm not not I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but you're not throwing to the you're he was splitting reps every offseason. He was splitting reps and Sammy Watkins missed and nobody was there and we were shuffling through receivers because none of those receivers that we mentioned were all there the same year after the first right so right. you know it's like he just no, I, I mean 
on the same hand. Well, on the same hand, though, or on the same point that you're making. It, no, we didn't. It, we didn't allow Tyrod to kind of have those. But no, the second year he was the undisputed starter coming into camp. The no. second, so the first year, no, the first year he had to beat out uh, EJ. The second year he was the starter at camp. It wasn't a question for him. It was that third when he didn't like that last year when. So the the second year he didn't do what we thought he would do. That last year, that's when they had those issues and put Peterman in and all that stuff. But it wasn't that. It wasn't the second year he had a shot. And I agree with you. He was throwing the deep ball, but I think the, the problem with Keenan Allen saying that is he has to say that it was his quarterback. Because if you really listen to that statement, there's no way he's being honest about that. Like Patrick Mahomes is in this league. You got dude. People forget about Russell my Wilson. guy up in Russell Wilson is in this league. People forget about my guy out in in Detroit. Not I'm not I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback. What I'm saying is he's a he's a heck of a thrower of the football. You he's forget a, about people Matt like Stafford, him. Matt, and I watched Matt Stafford his rookie year. Hitting plates on insane. Letterman from across Dude. the stage with a insane. football. He's incredible. Insane. The and then you talk about people talent. like Aaron Rodgers. The biggest waste of talent. He is. You, you Matt Stafford, man. Once once Megatron retired, and I know we got way off topic. We're supposed to be talking about the game. <laughs> I'll bring it back. But my, but what I'm saying, so back to like to bring it back around to Tyrod and then, and then even further to bring it back around to, to Josh Allen being the starter back now. The thing is, Tyrod, as much as I love him, I have I have a one on a one of one hat that I got personally made and he signed it for me. I got his jersey signed. I got all types of Tyrod stuff because in my mind, he's the he's the quarterback who who was the he was the quarterback on the team when we went to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Whether he led us there or whether he just was there, it doesn't matter. He was the back on the roster. That's my guy. So I, I support Tyrod. However, I was very, very ready to to see an offense that resembled the Kansas cities in the league or the, at the time when Tyrod was a quarterback, you know, what Denver looked like and what, you know, we had offenses that looked great every single week and in the bills. Yeah. The running game looked great because you had you know, Greg Rose, the offensive coordinator, every team he goes to so the rushing attack looks great. So every single team. So, so, and then the fact is then that bills fans wanting to get Greg Roman out of town. Are you freaking crazy? people god he was so good he was so good greg roman was so good oh man but you know what i mean but that's that's kind of what what we do as as fans and especially as bills fans because even now I, I saw somebody you know after the kansas city game now i, I see people say, making comments like oh so well is he still going to be a head coach yeah i do still think that brian dayball is going to be a head coach it was a wet, raining. It was disgusting conditions on the field for those guys. I didn't even realize how bad it was until it was one point. I think it was like in the third or fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter when Josh threw the touchdown to, to Cole. And they showed it from a different angle. And you can see how hard oh, the, the rain, rain was actually down. hit. Dude, it yeah. was a disgusting scene to play in. And I'm, this, I'm not excuses. The offense needed to play better. But what I'm saying is this game, if you're going to take one game and say Brian Dayball is not going to be a coach next season, then apparently you don't watch football. Because if you didn't watch the first five weeks of the season or the first four weeks, I should say, because last week I was completely I was completely disgusted with the performance of the team. But this week, same thing, man. Like You can't take these this game and say that Brian Dayball isn't a great offensive coach. I love Brian Dayball. Hey, hot take, hot take. I think the tight between the Titans and the, the Chiefs game, I think the biggest deficiency that we've seen, even bigger than our defense, 
is our inability to run the football. We haven't been able to run the football at all. Devin Singletary, we don't have a hundred. Do we have a hundred yard rushing game? I don't think we have a hundred yard no. rushing game this season. Nope. Like we are defi- like we do not have the running backs that we need to be able to sustain drives. Like we don't need a Derrick Henry. We need a we need a a, a a something. Like our run game has been horrendous. It's been just as bad as our defense. And you the team the thing is the first four I would say the first four weeks of the season, if you watch the games, the teams were were forcing Josh to throw. They were daring Josh Allen to throw the ball. Because mm-hmm. the, the 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 smack on him was you're not good at throwing the ball. Well, he showed people that he spent the time in the offseason, which we'll get back to the Jets on Sam Darnold spending the same amount of time with the same people and Adam Gase being that bad. So, um, (laughs) but Josh Allen proved to people he can throw the ball, but he's in a situation where if your only option is to throw the ball because your running game is not producing, then it makes it way easier for defenses to play against you. I'm not mad at the offense and the way that it's looked. Josh Allen threw a bad interception today. He hasn't thrown a bad interception all season. He's thrown some near bad interceptions, but he hasn't thrown a bad interception, right? We're They're forcing him to throw because they now they know we don't have a running game. You can stop our running game with a four-man front. See, I yeah. I agree based on what we've been seeing, but I disagree um, in the sense of I feel that we have a running game and I feel that we have the pieces to do it. I just honest, and this is actually, it's a good segue because it's going to lead into this point. I'm honestly, I'm not understanding what our coaching staff is doing with our personnel. And this is, this is where I'm going to go with it. Ooh, so nice. <laughs> Quentin Spain over the off season, we gave this guy an extension, a good extension, starting left guard extension type money. Right. And we gave him that money for a reason. I get that John Feliciano was injured, so I'm not going to put that on the coaching staff. But why is Spain not starting? On top of that, why are we not putting players like Devin Singletary in the right position to do what they did best? Last season, Devin Singletary made plays running a certain type of zone offense that we're not running now. So now they're expecting him to kind of go in between the tackles. That just wasn't what he was good at last year. He made people miss in space. Why are we not doing the same thing for him? I saw some things out of Zach Moss that made me happy, to, uh, you know, during the game. Like, for instance, I think it was like third and two, and he he just like – he pushed the pile. He just kept moving his legs. I love that. Like, that made me excited. But further to further the point, and now to finish it, same thing with defense. So we're talking about this run defense that, that was horrendous. Why was Harrison as healthy? I get it. He played horribly last week, and I get that we were still giving up rushes with him in there. But you're gonna take, you're gonna take your defensive tackle who probably is at the point right now that we have the best run stopper you kind of got, and we're not gonna play him. He was a healthy scratch, wasn't? Uh, who else was a healthy scratch on the defensive line? Trent Murphy was also a healthy scratch, right? Because he's not producing a pass rush, and you're right. And I hate that because, like, I had, I had so much, I had really high expectations for Harrison coming into this season because he missed mm-hmm. last season. And he was such a good understudy to Kyle Williams. Like, you know, I I feel like they haven't given him the benefit of not playing for a season and not having an offseason. And 
I don't think he should have been a healthy scratch, especially considering our deficiency is the run defense. And we didn't have who there's nobody on the roster that we would have stepped in that would have been uh, Harrison Phillips good. Nope. There's nobody at all. And it's, now, granted, like we just said, it's not like he's been playing lights out because if he was, he wouldn't have got benched or been a healthy scratch in the first place. But what I'm saying is, you know, if I can't believe I'm about to do this analogy, but <laughs> if <laughs> I'm, you know what, I'm not going to do it because people are going to because I'm not I don't mean it in the level of talent. So I'm just not going to do it. But that's how people are going to take it. But if it, you right? if you have a yeah, I could I'll tell you what I was going to say. You okay. know, it's like if you're looking at the Lakers game and Anthony Davis has a horrible game, they're not benching him in game two. It's just a horrible game. So you have guys that you know can fill these roles in. You need to figure out why the game is horrible. Not all right. You played horrible. Let's sit you down. You played horribly. No, let's. I, let's... I would. I would argue that that's an incredible analogy because what is Anthony Davis besides the second best player on his team? What is Harrison Phillips besides the second best run stopper on our defensive line? And and that's. I mean, so again, I, I know I'm going to get some people that's going to say, no, man, that like Anthony Davis is so much better. Okay, I I get the different level of talent. I'm not yeah, I'm not saying that, that Harrison is an all star or a Pro Bowl player, <laughs> but what I'm saying is for his position on our roster right now, he's the second best, and we're gonna he's a healthy scratch against the Super Bowl champions. So that makes me so I don't know if you, you remember my show I, I did over I the summer. Like, I felt like Trip Murphy as a healthy scratch was a bigger slight than Harrison Phillips because to be honest with you, I expected if we were gonna lose this game. I expected 45-38, right? Like, I expected a shootout game. I didn't – I would have expected Trent Murphy to be in there for the pass rush, but it was unnecessary. I think that I think that the Bills healthy scratch Harrison Phillips under the impression that we were going to play a, a, a pass game, and it didn't happen. I think that they game planned for something that wasn't there, and I feel like the same thing has been a problem, which is – they don't have a they don't have a plan B. We never have a plan B, bro. Like we got smacked and there was no adjustment to a rookie running back who they didn't even they weren't even like play action beating us. They were running down our throats and the holes that they were opening up, I would have averaged four yards a carry at 33 years old with no <laughs> With no experience, like dude, I would have been out Frank Gore. I'd have gave you two a carry. Right? You know, I'd have been Frank Gore for the, you. Did you see the holes that were open, <laughs> dude? It was oh the it was God. the they parted the Red Sea. Oh Every single goodness, time they so showed in, like, and I still can't believe. Like now, I, I also I understand that you know Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of they consider him mobile. To me, he's not a mobile quarter. He doesn't run like they try to give him for. Dude, the runs that he was able to – like, he had a couple where he got first down or it was, like, second long, and then he made it third and three. It's like, dude, what, what, what are we doing? What are we – we can't get any pass rush. We can't get any type of pressure on the quarterback. Again, I understand it's the defending Super Bowl champions, but all season we haven't been able to get pressure on the quarterback. Okay. We have the most overpaid defensive line in the For NFL. For no reason. For no reason. And, and even besides that, okay, Super Bowl champion, whatever. How about the play when Pat Mahomes literally ran three yards in front of the line of scrimmage and then turned around and ran backwards and then turned around and ran forwards for a first down? Like, Bro. we – no – no discipline. Like, there were so many plays when, like, Travis Kelsey was wide open in the zone. Like, the zone just missed him. Or Trey White, as much as I love Trey White, so many times got caught with his eyes in the backfield. Like, they just – and maybe you're right. 
back to what you said before about maybe, you know, the discipline that is on the coaching staff, maybe you're right. That's on Leslie Frazier because they did not play disciplined football at all. And it's there. They played so much better. And I think, I think that's the frustration is that it's not like, it's not like they've, this is how they've been. It's not like our offense got good and our defense has always been mediocre. We were great. And we have the same returning players, less a couple of role players. You, I saw you on a Twitter beef just like last week about how people were talking about how they missed uh, Jordan, what's his name? Jordan Phillips. He, yeah, Jordan Phillips was responsible for three sacks. Did you see that stat? He was responsible for three. There are so many sacks right. he had where it was just like, he benefited. Nobody people up. wanted to people want to yell at me all day that Jordan Phillips is so awesome. Listen, he I live was. in Phoenix, man. I see him out here. He's not that oh, guy that right people here in Phoenix. He plays for the Cardinals. He's not the guy that What's people think he is. What's line look like? You know, keep going. I'll pull it up now while we're talking because I'm telling you, he's not the guy that people think he is. And like you said, I didn't see the stat that he's only responsible for three. But but the thing is, when you make those statements like, "Oh, we miss him so much, and we miss this, and we miss that." It's like, no, man, what we miss is we miss we might miss his energy. I'll give you that. He he has a he really does have like this. It's a grittiness about him that that I feel like the the team doesn't have anymore. But but, man, there's there's nothing that you're going to tell me that makes me think Jordan Phillips is that guy that deserves the contract. Well, he deserves it. I'm happy for him, but he didn't deserve it here in Buffalo. So he didn't deserve the money he was asking for. So for the season to point right now. So we're, we're through five weeks. For for their games, he has seven tackles and two sacks. Seven, seven tackles and two sacks. Seven, seven tackles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it one more time. So for everybody on Twitter and and um, actually even when I so so when I was in Buffalo last week, we actually when I did the live podcast as well, man, people people were going in on me that night still about it. And I think Mookie. So Mookie, I'm gonna have Mookie on uh, for the for the joint Sunday, man. Look. Even he was no, we measure. He has seven tackles. Oof! They paid him. They paid. Come on, man. Come they on. paid him. They paid him money that he was willing to take. <laughs> oh heck yeah! <laughs> like, heck yeah! What they paid him. He was willing to live leave a good situation. If he has seven, dude, oh. he signed a three year, thirty million dollar deal to. So let, let's just. So what are we? A quarter through the season, right? He won't last two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so we're a quarter through the season. There's 16 games in the season. They played four or five. Let's, so technically, let's say five games he played. So they're about about 30% through the season, right? So basically, they paid this guy $3 million <laughs> this year. They're paying him $3 million to date this year for seven tackles and two sacks. Oh, man. You see, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a banker, so that's what I do. They're paying this guy $3 million to point, to, to, to this day, $3 million for seven tackles. And y'all want to tell me the Buffalo Bills miss Jordan Phillips? Man, get off my show. with Not you, but get off my show with that, man. Hey, man. Anybody be hey. sitting here telling me that Jordan Phillips is is the, the – is the, the, he's the one we – no, 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 no. You, you – oh, let's move Six on. Six <laughs> so he's averaging 1.2 tackles and point sacks a game right now. Like, that's – <laughs> like, come on, man. You're going to sit here and tell – now, granted, it ain't like the Buffalo Bills players are, are doing any better. I'm not saying it like we have the guy that, that's performing better. What I'm saying is 
neither is he. Don't don't sit here and argue and bang the and pound the table and tell me that he's that great. Granted, he had what nine sacks last year with the Bills. He did. But then, he like did. you said, that that stat, I, I'm gonna look that up. So but, you should because there were they. I saw it, man. Like there were plays where there were. I saw at least three sacks where Jordan Phillips had no blocker in front of him. Literally no blocker in front of him. Like. He he was the beneficiary, and you know what it was? Star commanding a double team because he'd been beating them up so bad on the run defense that when he was in there on a passing play, they were still automatically double teaming him because they felt like he was their biggest threat. And, you know, Jordan Phillips, it's not like Jordan Phillips was came out of nowhere. It's not like it was his rookie season. Like he had been in the he's been in the league. And he's been in the league. <laughs> he's been in the league, and he wasn't really doing anything. And I felt like if they were going to keep either of the two, and I might have tweeted about it, if they were going to keep either of the two, I still would have preferred they kept Shaq Lawson over over Jordan Phillips because I thought he was a better overall player. Man, I'm reading this too while we while, while you're talking. So over his first four seasons, he had five and a half sacks over his first four seasons. <laughs> So he had a nine and a half sack season last year with us. I'm telling you, that's not who Jordan Phillips are is. But everybody wants to me. His first five seasons, you said? No, no, five and a half over his first four seasons. Okay, so, so he almost had so he, double the sacks of his career in one season. That's dude, not. That's, that's the average. Like that same. That's like that same stat that they always show, where it's like, it's not very. Is not realistic to 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 be able to win a game by three points, right? Like to win that many games by one score, right? Like it's the same. It's the same stat. You're not. Yo. He's not good. He was the beneficiary of a system. Man's averaged one point two sacks a year for four years, man. Year. You averaged one point two sacks a year for that's four years. Even, that's not. And even you a got people yelling at me, man. You got people. You got people coming at me. That's you got one sack and one time you and three other people got a sack. <laughs> That's what that Man, is. I'm just because it's a half too. Like he got five and a half, so one of them wasn't even just him. He he had to help somebody else for it. So I'm it's like, man, a, I'm giving him one and a quarter. <laughs> I'm giving him one and a quarter. Is he, so, oh, but you know what? Let's move on from my man Jordan. I ain't trying to dog my man Jordan. I I do actually like Jordan. I think he's a good dude. I was happy for him when he got his contract. I just was happy that it wasn't with the bills and not, not in the sense that I didn't want him on the roster. I just didn't want him on the roster at that cost. I, I, I absolutely think he's a great dude. He's out here, man. People love him out here. They love him. He's a great personality. Just like we loved him in Buffalo. You know, when he was like Thanksgiving, when they was making fun of Dak and all of that, yeah. we love him. He, he's a great dude, but $10 million for no, 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 not for, I, not, for not, not for seven tackles. Not to, no, I loved him until he said that he was worth the money that he wanted. Like, he was tweeting about that, bro. He was tweeting about how much money he was worth. And it was like, you you gotta, you gotta know. You gotta know at some point that an interception is just a bad throw, right? <laughs> you gotta know that, 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 a, that a fumble was just someone not taking care of the ball or dropping the ball. He... He had to know. I feel like he had to know that his production didn't match his value. And I and kudos to him because he took advantage of the market based on his numbers because people will grade you based on your numbers. It is what it is. But 
I'm, 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 I do am glad that he didn't get that money there because we wouldn't have been able to re-sign anybody. Now, let me ask you this. Was mm. Trey, is Trey White turning out to be a bad contract? Because I remember starting five and one with Ryan Fitzpatrick and signing him to a contract and finishing six and ten. And he's looked he's looked just as much of a liability as anybody else in coverage. No, I think um I, I think Trey I don't think he's been as much of a liability. I, I, I do see that there are some plays that he gave up that it doesn't look like normal Trey. But I've watched Trey enough in college, and I watched Trey enough now for the beginning of his career to know that Trey is not is not Fitz. Fitz is he's going to be Fitz. He's been that his entire career. Like all forty seven teams he's played for, he's done this. So I I, I don't see (laughs) right. This dude Fitz played for everybody. So I, I see Fitz being the same person. But no, Trey, we absolutely did the right thing by by extending him and making him the highest paid cornerback in the league at the time that he made the, the signing. He he was absolutely I wouldn't I would do I would make that signing ten times out of ten. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. What's then what then what do you see do you see it as a as the front four not getting enough pressure? Is it Matt Milano missing as many games as he has? Is it it's a, what man. do you see as the problem as as far as our because our pass defense has also been like it hasn't been as bad as our run defense, but I feel like people overlook how bad the pass defense has been because of how bad the run defense has been. Well, no, okay, so so here's here's what I think is the real issue. So to your point, the front four we don't get pressure. The Sean McDermott's defense or Leslie Frazier's defense, whichever you want to call it, because Les- Leslie Frazier makes the calls. So whoever's defense you want to credit it to, their defense is, is very, very much based on the fact that we are to get pressure with four guys. And then that way we can have our linebackers and secondary play their roles without having to to send extra people for blitz on most plays. You know, right, So because right. we're not getting no pressure, what happens is, the quarterback has ample time in the pocket to throw or they can extend the play and they have ample time. I don't care if you're Trey white. I don't care if you're Deion Sanders, you're not going to cover a guy for nine seconds. Like you're just all. not doing it. And I know I might be over exaggerating when I say nine seconds, but the you're, thing is, you're, no, you're about right. Because our, our, we're not, it's as easy as a, as a sidestep and the quarterback buys himself four extra seconds. It's weird how, how broken the plays have been and how easily our quarterbacks that we've been playing against, our opposing quarterbacks, have been able to extend plays and make a play downfield. Like even, mm-hmm. and you know it's bad when Ryan Tannehill's doing it. And I'm not saying anything against Ryan Tannehill because I feel like, again, Adam Gase, he was waste. He had a, a portion of his career wasted. Um, but even in obvious passing situations, we were just in in all facets and in, in every game that we've played. I I against the Rams, against the Dolphins, against everybody but the Jets. In obvious passing situations, we're still getting beat. I I I I'm I'm concerned about that because we're not going this it's not it's not conducive to a championship caliber team and I feel like with the with the progression of our offense, I feel like we have a championship caliber team. We're just not getting it done. We're not putting it all together. It's like golf. You might you might have a great drive, like your drive might be on point, but your short game is trash, right? Or you you might be able to chip like a savage, but you know you're you're shanking into the woods, right? It's yeah. the same. 
All day. We All we day. have <laughs> I and and that's and and that's where being a Bills fan, a lifelong Bills fan comes in because you put that optimism there like we'll put it all together. I still feel like I still feel like our defense is going to step up. I still feel like our defense is going to be the same championship caliber defense that we've been. And if our offense can maintain the same at least the same par, mm-hmm. we'll be a championship contender. We just haven't put it together. Well, I've been saying it all year, man. If we, if we could have our defense be a top seven defense, we don't even need them to be last year's defense because we were top three last year, right? And then the year before that, top we were three four. And top three. We've been top three the last two years, yeah. So, you know, if we have a top three defense, of course, I feel like, oh, it is a Super Bowl roster. But even if we have a top seven defense, you know, hell, if we have a top ten defense and a top ten offense, that's, that's still tough to beat. You know, and yeah. the, the issue is right now, so the last two games, our offense hasn't been playing like a top 10 defense or offense. And then our defense absolutely is not a top 10 defense. So we just, especially the last two games, we don't look like what we're advertised to be. And and that's bothering me. So before I let you go, man, so now I will say this. It, is this not the perfect chance or time to play the Jets again? Oh, we need that game. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, is this not the perfect time to play the Jets? Because after after losing to the tech, the uh, the Titans, and now losing to the Chiefs like this, I, I feel like going to the big game. Line. If you're ever gonna get in rhythm, this free you know, throw chance is the man. As a shooter, you, as a scorer, yeah, I need a fast break or I need a throw, man. One or the two, I got I got ball go through the hoop and the hoop. But but so what Stop I'm saying the is, clock and go to the free throw line right cause, now because we got. Let me see, we have. We have the Jets, and then it's Miami one more time, right? Or is it the Jets and then the Patriots? Jets, Patriots, and I'm not so much worried about the Patriots, except for we haven't beaten them in, you know, 65 years. But Jets, Patriots, but then we go, we still got the, we still got to play the Seahawks. We still have to play the the Niners that have managed to win games with 16 IR players and Jimmy Garoppolo showing that he is Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is arguably the third best play caller in the league behind Andy Reid and Josh McDaniels. Like, he schemes people open. He schemes you open. And we still have to play them. And we still have to play the Cardinals, who, you know, the way that we've been playing, Kyler Murray will run for 140 yards, right? Like, we still have to play the Steelers. Like, we still have we still have some big games in, in front of us. And... I'm excited that the games that we lost were, I mean, they, they played the AFC championship game last year, the Titans and the Chiefs, you know, they got there for a reason. And even the whole COVID thing with the Titans, I saw that as 16 days off, bro. Like this is largely the same roster that played in the AFC championship game last year, which is why I had so much faith in our defense because it's largely the same defense that played in the playoffs last year. Right. Um, they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about these losses. We needed these bruises. We bent, but we didn't break as much as I thought that we would against the Chiefs, who whose offense hasn't shown up as well as they have. Um, the Titans ran all over us. We know what our problem is, and our problem, our two losses, has been run defense. And if we don't fix the run defense by signing a free agent or during the trade deadline, I don't know who's out there. I don't know who's available or. Or what people are looking like, but you know, Brandon Bean is a is a genius. If we don't fix that, we're one and done. Yeah, and that's, that's right. frustrating because I know I, that. I, 
I tell you what, man, it's, it's, I know a lot. So I know tomorrow when I wake up and this goes live and people hear it, I'm going to hear a ton of people saying, you know, it's, it's just going to be overreactions where people are going to say, oh, this season. It's interesting to me how you have, for instance, yesterday when, when Tampa Bay lost, or not Tampa Bay, when uh, Green Bay, yeah, when, when Tampa Bay beat Green Bay, nobody's saying that, that Green Bay season was over because they lost. But in Buffalo, th- those are the overreactions that we have when the Bills lose. And we're four and two. We're in a good place. We're still number one in the AFC East. Let me get your prediction for – I know, like I just said, it's a, it's the best time to play them. Let me get your prediction for the uh, the Jets versus the Bills this Sunday. In They're going to be in New Jersey. Uh, hot take. And this is going to sound really bad. I feel like if Adam Gase gets fired this week and – and they have a new head coach. I think it will be Todd Bowles. But if the, if Adam Gase gets fired this week, we're going to have a tough road ahead of us next week in Jersey because it's a division game, and I never, ever take anything away from a division game. The Raiders just beat the Chiefs, and we smacked the Raiders. Right? You think they'll bring Todd Bowles back to, to the Jets? I think that they'll do anything to get Adam Gase out of this play. Um, I just don't see it being, being – um, being, I meant the um, coordinator. Oh, no, Greg Williams I meant. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. I, don't, I couldn't see it being my bad. Greg Williams, I could see, but man, I I can't stand that guy. I can't stand him either. But you know what? If they can come out and throw some wrinkles out there that we haven't seen, or whatever the case is, our running defense and our our defense has been bad enough to where I can't. It's a division game, man, and I hate saying that because division games mean so much, but. I think we'll beat an Adam Gaze team. I don't think we'll beat any other team. We're we're playing our defense is that bad right now. Our defense is that bad right now. Um, I think that we'll win an I think that we'll win a game that's closer than it should be. Um and I think that at that point we're gonna be written off again like we always have been. Um but I, I think that we I think that we win a we win a close one, like a 20 to 17, 20 to 16 type of game. Like an wow. ugly, like an ugly game, bro. 20 to 16. That's my prediction. Bills win 20 to 16, but it's much closer than that. You're putting a lot of faith in that skeleton of a roster that the that the New Jersey Jets have. Thank you for calling them the Jersey Jets. That made my heart. Oh, I always do. I, I, I don't even acknowledge them as a. You know, I don't acknowledge the state that they claim because the state they claim only has one football team that's professional. So I don't trust me. I don't. I don't ever acknowledge them as. as y'all pay different taxes in Jersey. Like I don't want to. Right. <laughs> y'all, y'all got a break. Y'all, y'all, don't, y'all can't even. Y'all can't afford to say y'all from New York. Yeah, no. man. Y'all. <laughs> that's so bad. No. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it should be as close as it will. Um, I, I, I just feel like we need that. I think we need a kick in the ass, man. And I think that I, I'm 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 hoping that losing as close as we did to the Chiefs with as many mental errors as we had will be it. Uh but I think that winning a close game against the Jets will be just as good as, you know, losing a good game against the Chiefs, honestly, because the Jets are that trash. But um twenty to sixteen. That's my that's my final. I really, really feel like we need to get our running game going. We need to pound the ball between the tackles. I think Zach Moss should should be the first and second down back and and you know motor be the change of pace back, honestly, because he's the power back. And you beat up a defensive line with a power back. 
You don't do it with a with a Devin Singletary. I love him. He's great. I love watching him run. He's not going to do it for us. Okay. Well, you said twenty to sixteen. I'm going to go. I'm going to go thirty three to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going thirty three to ten, and I'm saying that Josh Allen is going to redeem himself. But he's going to throw. I'm not going to put him over the three. Well, I could put him right there. I'm going to say. 300 give or take 15 yards either way so two 285 or 315 um give him three touchdowns and i i say i say moss has a day I, i'd actually agree with you there i think they're gonna make moss the primary back at least they're gonna try it and i, I that's what i'm hoping for but I, I see him coming out really proving that he's that guy coming out of college that he you know he wanted to be drafted a little bit higher you can tell he's a little disappointed i think he's gonna he's gonna prove some people wrong the game I think tonight the game sort of started to slow down a little bit, but we got away from the run. Even though we didn't get away from the run, we got away from Moss. And I, I don't get it, man. We were running when we should have been running. But then why are we not giving Moss the ball? We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more he about that next time. carry, and they're like, oh, well, Devin will get us three. That's the problem. Um, I like your – listen, on to double down on my prediction – it's 13-13. The Jets kick a field goal in the fourth quarter to go up 16-13. And Josh drives us down the field to win it with a game-winning drive against the Jets, which we shouldn't have to have. See, you just – you blow my mind. I can't believe you think we're going to be down in the fourth quarter against the Jets. I, I, I think the only way we are down to the Jets at all is if they get the ball first and they score. <laughs> I think that is the only way that we're going to be down to the Jets at all in this game. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If we're I and this I promise you, I promise you this. If you're closer in the score prediction than I am, I'm flying you to Seattle to watch a game. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We yeah. wait, Seattle so Seattle comes to Buffalo this year, or do we go to Buffalo? Seattle, go to goes, Seattle? To, Seattle goes to Buffalo on the eighth of November. If we're closer, you'll watch the game here with me for the Bills. If if for the That's Bills, what we'll Seahawks, do. And if not, I will be there for the Bills Seahawks game or the Bills Cardinals game to watch the Bills Cardinals game with you. I got you. So, so, so y'all heard it here first on the code of conduct. If the Bills, so we got to have. So, are we gonna? We got to figure it out. When we get off the air, we'll figure out exactly how the bet is gonna go. But either way, I'm gonna be in Seattle or he's gonna be in in Phoenix, and we gonna we gonna rock this out. And then we are gonna do a live show that day. So Absolutely. we gonna go live for it. We gonna rock it out. But. Ladies and gentlemen, I got my man, John Banks. Like I said, you can find him on Twitter at BanksFace21. Big football fan, big Bills fan. He knows his stuff, as you just heard. In the meantime, everybody take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And go ahead and subscribe to that Buffalo Rumblings network, man. We about to kill it. Code of Conduct.